mathematics, nigga. Popos, they coming for your money, nigga. Play low, I mean low, like no money, nigga. Look. Real bars are the ill bars These scars are the only real proof They couldn't kill gods My coke hand is still sketching out my memoirs Welcome back to another episode of the Cold World Podcast Now, this is a different type of episode Actually, I'm doing a repost, a cross-posting of my friend Ray You might know Ray, he's been on this podcast before And we do the Eight Black Hands together Ray saw that there was somewhat of a Twitter beef between me and uh, a Dr. Keith Benson And Ray actually came in, he's normally, let me just tell you Ray is normally an instigator, but actually in this time he didn't um, he, he wanted to kind of keep the peace and he wanted to see two smart black men, young black men, not fight, but come together and have a conversation. So we did an episode on Ray's podcast called The Edu Purist. Um, you can find that in the show notes. I will link you to it. So go check him out. And it was interesting. I'm glad that we got a chance to do the podcast because while Dr. Benson and I did start out pretty far apart, um, we did have uh, more in common than we had at odds. So I don't know. Sit back, listen, let us know how you feel about it. And I'm glad we were able to resolve it in a in the way in which gentlemen should. So with that being said, enjoy the show. Peace. Welcome to the Educurist Podcast, where we focus on highlighting education in its purest form, and that's the truth. Sometimes the truth can look different for some folks, but regardless of your truth, this is a podcast that gives you a voice. Currently, there's a civil war in education. <laughs> On the one hand, you have folks that believe the traditional public schools are the only answer. On the other hand, you have folks that believe and subscribe to the fact that parents should be able to choose whatever schools they want to go to. On today's show, we have Dr. Keith Benson, Helen from Candom, New Jersey. Dr. Benson earned his doctorate from Rutgers University. Also on today's show, we have Dr. Charles Cole. Dr. Cole earned his doctorate from San Francisco State University. I don't think that we have opposing views in this episode. I think that this is more of a clarity episode so that we can understand each other. So, Dr. Benson, let's talk about your skin in the game. Yeah. T- tell us about yourself, sir. So uh, um, I live in Camden. Um, that's in New Jersey. That's um, the directly east of Philadelphia, across the Delaware River. Um, it's a city that's nine square miles. Um, we have about a population of about seventy-seven to eighty thousand people. It's really um, what you would think of about post-industrial city. So um, it once was relied heavily on manufacturing, and um, typically what you see in like Gary, Indiana, um, you know, sort of Dayton, Ohio. Uh, that exhibit that sort of like post-industrial uh, quote-unquote decline, Canada exhibits a lot of that. And, you know, with that, you know, a lot of sort of poverty sort of uh, moved in um, when sort of uh, what they call white flight took place, or I call it middle-class flight. Um, and, you know, and then part of the public services, uh, like the delivery education, um, suffered. And, you know, here we are. And 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 there's and there's sort of an effort to sort of bring uh, Camden back for certain folks, not for everybody, obviously not for not for a lot of residents who live here, but certain people, which we see gentrifying, you know, taking place, gentrification happening in lots of places all over the city. So, are you a product of Camden Public Schools? Nah, I didn't grow up in Camden. I grew up in Cherry Hill, which is two miles outside of Camden. I moved here. In, I moved here in 2000, and I moved here in 2000 and. Started teaching in 04. I was substituting, between, you know, between there, um, and uh, started subbing, and then permanently teaching from two from 2004 up to 2017, where I became and ran for union president, and I won. My daughter goes to school here, and you know, this is where I call home. So your daughter is a your daughter currently attends um, Camden Public Schools. Oh yeah, always has since three years old. Okay. All right. So, Dr. Cole, tell us about your skin in the game, bro. Well, <clears throat> I was born in Chicago, as as Ray likes to make sure I point out. Uh, can y'all hear me okay? Yes, sir. All right. I was born in Chicago. Um, 
and 83 crack epidemic. So I moved in between Chicago and Kentucky. Both my parents was, was, uh, was addicts, was fiends. So my grandmother lived in Kentucky. So I did that back and forth until I was 10. And then when she went, that's when she died. And when she died, uh, Greyhound to the Bay area. And then I've, I've been in Oakland, uh, ever since, um, I went to about like 11 elementary schools and lived in a bunch of shelters in Oakland and similar to Camden. Um, when I got here, Oakland was a black city. It was a black uh, community. Um, and that's completely flipped now. Um, it's kind of going the way of San Francisco. Um, <clears throat> and um, just that work, I, I started my career as a social worker. And the good thing about starting as a social worker, kind of the, I call it the cousin career, the teaching or whatnot. Um, it's kind of inverse, right? With teaching, you learn like a lot about like a subject or like a pedagogy. As a social worker, you learn a little bit about a lot of things. So it's like, you got to know something about healthcare, something about education, something about the law. But that was cool though, because it helps you pivot um, into other things, right? So I still do work around social work, but also I do a lot of work in education and a lot of work in healthcare here. Um, just because it's been it's kind of always been bad if you were a black person like in Oakland or whatever, but now things that they said we could never fix are getting fixed. Uh, a lot of people in San Francisco uh, are moving into Oakland because for them it's a, it's a deal. But if you're in Oakland, it's super, super expensive um, to live here. And, uh, and you just see a lot of like black exodus. It, there, there are a lot of people of color coming in, but they're younger. They tend to have more money and they tend to not have kids. Um, and when they do have kids, uh, Oakland, for a lot of people don't know, Oakland has some of the best private schools like in the country. So like it's people all over San Francisco and other counties that send their kids to private schools in Oakland. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 kind of been my work here. And um, yeah, that's pretty just much for, it. Just for clarification, have you attended uh, charter schools in your I've, lifetime? I've, I've never been. I never attended a charter school. I, so let me be really clear. Like I've never worked at a charter school. I never attended charter schools, right? And it's interesting because in traditional or union spaces, I get called like a charter dude. And in charter spaces, I get called like somebody who hates charters. Like, I don't hate anything. My thing is, all this stuff is messed up. So at the very least, let me have some information and then make a decision, regardless of what you choose, whether it's traditional, uh, charter, private, whatever, you got to be ready to fight and advocate for your kids. So even in my dissertation work, my work is around building agency and advocacy, right? And like what the trade-offs are at, at whatever these choices are that people kind of make. So um, so I don't care where you go, right? Because I played ball coming up. And if you was a lot of my I friends- believe, I don't believe that. Right, you can always get the sauce whenever you want it. But anyway, like you just big for no reason. You wasted all that size. But <laughs> I- um. But what I do, like, but see, threw me off. But a lot of my friends that, that play ball, like, a lot of them ended up getting, like, scholarships to go play at, like, a, 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 like a private school or whatever. And, and all that stuff has consequences, you know what I'm saying? So I think – I just feel like as a parent, if everything is kind of jacked up, uh, it's just um, – I just believe in, in choice in that way. And not to be long-winded, but, like, I, I think you – I've heard – I've said this to you before, Ray. I've never said this – I don't know Keith. I'm just now meeting him. Actually, we met last night, um, so I'm glad we actually getting to talk today. Um, now that cooler hairs are kind of prevailing or whatever, but the, my whole thing about choice is my mother. Like I said, both my my parents have been to jail before. They both have records, and so my mom, when I was in high school, when I was going from middle school, junior high to high school, she was trying to get me into a good school. Like she wanted to do this parenting thing right. She already had a lot of guilt, and she wanted to get me into Berkeley High. It's in the next city over. It was built by UC Berkeley, and it's almost you can have, almost have like a college experience like at a high school. And uh, and she saw people using other addresses and stuff, and she was reminded that yo, if you get caught doing this, like like after her inner district transfer got got denied, they was like yo, you going back to jail? Like if if, if you try to put your kid in that school, you're going back to jail, right? So, I mean, since then, I, I just thought that that was crazy. And I started reading stories about all these moms that get put in jail for like making choices for their kids. So anyway, man, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have a conversation with you on your podcast, on your platform. Um, and, and, and let's do what we need to do. Um, Cause I went back and read my, my, my thread. And while I don't, like, I don't necessarily uh, disagree with anything I said or whatever the case is, right? I do know, that there's going to be people that's going to be reading that out of context. Um, so the fact that I think that we can, regardless what we end on this stuff, like I do like the fact that we got to, we get to have this face-to-face this -face conversation. So uh, take, take us where you want us to go, man.
Absolutely. So, Dr. Benson, what, what are your thoughts on school choice? I mean, like, I know you're in Camden, and I know it has been, like, infiltrated with different uh, types of choice. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? And, like, you can be as free as you want. Like, we've already had – people have already seen the Twitter thread, I'm sure. So, so, for one, my position is I feel like – I feel like the, the, the argument in a lot of ways has been intentionally dumbed down to where – um, and I think it's been, I think arguments have been crafted in certain spaces by certain people to make it seem you're either for this or you're for that because it's way easier and you don't got to, you don't got to do any unpacking. You don't got to do any sort of critical thought behind certain things. I'm really clear in actually who I have a disdain for. So I don't talk anything negative about any charter school period, because I feel like a charter school is if it's established the way they're supposed to, a group of educators getting together, community around a certain, a certain, uh, delivering a certain curriculum that the public schools cannot offer or aren't, or aren't able to adequately offer, a charter school is an avenue, right? And rightfully so. And a parent should have access to that. I don't say, and there's charter schools in Canada. Mm-hmm. Leap Academy, um, Ho- Echo Charter. So Leap, just, just so we can get some clarification, Leap is, Leap is through Rutgers, correct? Yeah, so leave us through so leave us through Rutgers, but Rutgers Camden, um, okay. which I don't I don't have any dealings with because of my part of my dissertation was identifying Rutgers Camden as a problem around okay. land stuff. Gotcha. Um, okay. So Echo Charter and um and and Hope Community Charter, those are all charter schools that were established and and there was there was one before uh, due season. They were all charter schools that were established by educators to deliver in a certain type of context. Like Echo is around environment. You know what I mean. Okay. is a little bit different, but it is a it, it is a, a traditional charter school. Yeah. What I have a problem with specifically are the corporate charters. So I'm talking about like in in something like in the West Coast. I know like like Green Dot is one. Kip is okay. nationwide. Uncommon, okay. is, Uncommon is primarily in the Northeast, and then there's Mastery, which is in Philadelphia, and in and push themselves into Camden. The problem I have with them is that whenever wherever wherever those corporate charters are established are places where you have those communities' democratic rights being taken away where they can't vote for board of education members. They can't, they don't have any control over what happens with their superintendent or their curriculum locally. And those schools have been closed to be given away to those corporate charters, which also have investors and moneyed interest in it. That's what I find to be be problematic. So it's not a situation where are you choice or what's the name with me at all. And I feel like most people feel the exact same way. In terms of actually, in, in terms of what's the name, like, like charters are really sort of left off. Like, we don't really deal with that too much. We don't have a lot of problem with charters at all. But a lot of people, I think a lot of people do, though. And so I want to just like, so here, here's, so I agree with you. I, I, I here's where I agree, because I want to find some common ground, right? Like, I mm-hmm. think that, you know, I think that there's an issue and like there's been like this, you know, people have seen poor education kind of happening and then there's these alternative models as people have used. Um, again, I don't have too many comments on any of those. I do, you know, my, my man works at Mastery and I look at his numbers, right? And I think his numbers are dope. I mean, I'm not trying to say a thunder ray. I know you're going to probably go there. What I'm trying to do though is establish like, because on Twitter, it's a, it's a quick blip and yeah. we can't build up no kind of background. I don't know you, you don't know me, right? My thing is, <clears throat> I think that as somebody who's lived in Oakland and yeah. been to those schools, like I went to schools where one or 2% of kids were proficient in reading, like the black schools, right? Like I went to schools where, you know, my friends left not being able to read and then ended up dying, right? Like I, like, and there's I no, see- There's no difference, there's no difference in Canada. In Canada. Well, and, but I'm just, all I'm, all I'm doing is speaking to my context, right? Right, and, right. right. And what I've seen people do when they get bread, right, which I'm not mad at. This is the other thing, right? Like, if you yeah. black and you get bread and you like, I want to send my daughter to a private school, like, yo, like, wh- where I was growing up, that was like a sign of like, like, that was a good thing. It was like, yo, do do what you need to do, right? Like, Chris Rock, all these comedians that we grew up on, right, they always make jokes like, oh, man, don't mind me. I went to public school or whatever the case is, right? Like, like I'm just saying, I feel like we're in a time now where people are like, like I'm not demonizing people that send their kid to wherever because that's your kid. You feel me? So I just wanted to. I'm, I'm trying to establish something because I know we about to get into the shits at some point. But I want to. <laughs> but I. But I, I want to. I want to. I want. I came on the show because I wanted to have a better understanding because I really, you know, I don't know, man. I, I just know that there's gonna be people from a distance watching, and so 
that, so, that's so one of the things I want to establish. So one thing I want to feel like, so one thing I just want to see just so, so, so we can cover some ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we, you were clear that I am not, that my, that one, I feel like that the issue of school choice or you're not has really overly been overly simplified, I think deliberately, but also we're clear about where I stand and a lot of people in Camden stand is that it's not charter schools. We have an issue with charter schools. It's a specific certain type. I think I think you're saying that you don't have an issue with charter schools. I would say that there's a lot of people in Camden as well in Oakland that have an issue with charter schools. Just period, regardless I, I, of what I they only, are. Yeah, I can only speak to. I can only you're speak speaking to you though. I'm saying I'm, I, I hear you saying that about you. Yeah, specifically you about, this about you. Specifically about this area, but I have with saying I do like I do know quite a few folks in Oakland and have presented assessing a lot of folks in Oakland. And the same stuff I'm describing here is the exact same stuff they're talking about is happening in Oakland. But, but. The fact that there is a change in wisdom, this is why I did my dissertation on. The fact that there's a change in population that's not an organic occurrence mm-hmm. is not aside from the fact that the schools that are being pushed inside of Oakland, they're not separate things. They work and they work the same. You're talking about like black folks exiting a certain other certain type of black folks moving in. They're not separate. Like those things work together. I mean, they work together, but as somebody who lived here, like yeah. black exodus happened before charter schools were like a big thing here. I can tell you that. Fair like, enough. But yeah, black exodus happened, but the gentrification, I, I can't speak to Oakland, but gentrification right. happening at the same time that these charter schools are coming in is because those things are working together. It's happening in Chicago as well. It's happening in Washington, D.C. Like these things follow similar patterns. So the same thing I see that happening in like Harlem and Brooklyn and the same thing that happened in North Philly and in West Philly, right, is the same thing that's happening here in the West Philly is that there is, there, there is, there was an exodus, true, but well, now, and and not, and, and I shouldn't even use the word exodus because exodus sounds like we just wanted to leave, right? No, like, it was a push out. Like, it was a push out, and it, I mean, gentrification started, right? Like, I mean, I was from North Oakland. North Oakland was like the first to go, right? Like, mm-hmm. North Oakland looks like Berkeley now, right? So, you know, I think the place where we do disagree, though, right? And I think yeah. fundamentally, and I think we can actually debate this, is right. you said it's been an oversimplification. I think it's been yes. an overcomplication, right? And I think that, like, so. And what I mean by that is I think that we've thrown in a lot of um, a lot of terms, a lot of new verbiage, a lot of a lot of new things into this conversation where some people just worried about making sure their kids are safe and getting educated. Right. Like like my mother didn't know what a good classroom looked like. Right. My mom only knew like, yo, is he happy? You stand out of trouble. And did you get a good grade? Like the parent like I'm putting together a list right now because I'm working with parents and they just like, yo, what do y'all what does this mean when they say this? What does college and career ready actually mean? Like I, I hear it, but I don't know what that means. Or when I tell them that a grade doesn't actually doesn't doesn't necessarily mean your kid is proficient in that subject. Right. Okay, and as so a parent, they're like, yeah. I don't understand that. Like how right, so if my kid got to end the class. Why he can't read? That don't make let sense. Me speak, all right, so, so let me speak to that. So a couple of things. So one, we have to understand that the idea, these concepts that we're saying, you're saying it's an overcomplication. One, I think the idea that a parent only cares about their, the education their kid gets and only that as if there are other things that impact their lives. I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't oh, say no, that. No, no, no. Because okay. I, I, I just wrote an article about that off the Nick Hanover cat that was making that same distinction. Okay. And I, I just want to be clear, like, I, but go ahead. Like, I, I just want to, I didn't say that. So, all right. So, all those things are, to me, important. Is that because I really do? It's feeling impossible and disingenuous to say for someone to say I care about the kids, I care about the students, and not giving a shit about what happens to the neighborhoods and the homes that these kids live in. Like the most fundamental thing when someone wakes their eye, when when someone opens up their eyes, is the place that they're in, the places that these folks are in. That I'm that we're talking. Now I'm talking about here in my city, mm-hmm. here in, in a lot of places out here in the Northeast, and I suspect sometimes in, in Oakland, you said it, you, you said it yourself, mm-hmm. it's getting more expensive. It's way that, more expensive. That we're, place we're is that, that place is listening, that place is these folks' homes. The things that the things that should be a guarantee. They put that in a precarious situation. But understand that the, the idea that these urban schools are so bad, these urban schools are so terrible were actually things that help make help maintain the affordability for folks who don't make a whole lot of money. So when you have folks that actually are billionaires that are pushing these schools inside these neighborhoods and you have folks that are that are beating their chest, this is why you need to have these certain type of schools. Even though these democratic rights in your community have been have been taken away from you, you can't talk about stuff, you can't vote on stuff and been taken away and they're not going to deal at all about all this other stuff that's coinciding together with this ever this corporate ever reform movement. Not gonna deal with that that how that connects to this person's house being uh or rent shooting up to a point they can't afford it. And I'm thinking like, yo, if, if we're educated, if we're educated individuals and we are, 
we have a responsibility to speak to that type of stuff. Yeah, but I get, but I think you make, but I think it's a major assumption. Sorry, Ray, I know it's your show, but we we going right now. My bad, bro. I'm gonna shut up for you, but 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 you, I think that's a crazy, that's a that's a that's a crazy assumption to make, right? Like it's a it's a wild assumption to say that just because I care about this thing, that means I'm not looking at this other thing, right? Like I just told you, right? Like 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 my. I'm like one of the first men in my family, not just to go to college, bro, but to not go to, got not, not to not go to jail. Right. Like those things matter to me, you know what I'm saying? But, and I think that like, so it, it, let me just also clear this thing up about the billionaire thing, bro. I feel you like, look, man, I got you. I hear you. But we acting like when you say that you make it seem like it ain't billionaires on both sides of this shit. It is. It's, totally, that, was, that was my point. It, it, it's, it's billionaires it's, on both sides. But, but I'm just saying, right. Like, and I feel you and I hear you. Right. But like, and you might not be getting breaded. Right. But like it's billionaires on both sides of this. Right. But what I'm there's saying is this. Retweet. There's people that you retweet. What? often that are but, on that, that billionaires are funding but, but what I, but what i'm saying is and i and honestly i don't even care to be honest with you fam I, like i really i really don't just from like where i come from i just don't care about that because how, 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 how could you not wait like wait wait i'm not i'm not, well i'm talking about i don't know i'm saying i don't care where your money come from or how you i don't know i'm saying i don't know all the intricate details of your financial situation let me ask you but I, I will, I will. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make, though, man, is like we like and this happened in my ED program as well, bro. Like we got people talking about issues. Right. And like these issues need to be changed, bro. We need to issue, we need to deal with mass incarceration. We need to deal with poverty. We need to deal with all that stuff. But a lot of that shit is not going to get solved tomorrow. So what is it that we're going to do for kids? I got to wake up and go to these schools to, to, tomorrow, bro. Like what do we I'm just saying motherfuckers is getting yeah. shot where I'm at, bro. Like, they were, like, getting killed, bro. Like, moms is out here, yeah. like, look, but that school it's, ain't it's safe. Thing, but the same thing is happening in Camden. Keith, go ahead. What was your Go point? ahead, Keith. I ain't trying to cut you off. Go ahead, no, man. That's cool. So, my thing is a couple things. So, one thing is that um, I feel like, so some folks, you can actually see, and, and, I, and I do this, um, like a researcher. So, I, I see that the Wong Foundation, okay. right, the richest family in the, richest family in the country, um, they actually work to make sure folks, and you saw it was in the, in the thread, they actually lobby for folks to keep, to keep minimum wage low. To keep that's folks not high. Not, not, that's high. not true. That's it not true. true. I, just, I just read an article in which, uh, in which a Walton came out and yeah. said that they wanted minimum wage to be 15 plus nationwide. Yeah. Hey, what? You said they, you saw something you just saw? Recently. Yes. All right. So, barring that, listening, I'll put it in the thread. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, but he, he, he talked. He's talking about historically. <laughs> historically, they worked to depress folks' wages. Now, my okay. thing is, we all understand that education is indicative of the economic environment that we're in. So, how can you have a situation where these folks are saying that we care so much about these these kids' education, but not going to pay their moms a living wage, or not going to give them all full time hours so they can have health care through their listening? So okay. my, my thing is that, like, my thing is that, so it's hard for me to actually take anything that they say seriously about education at all because it doesn't okay. align. It doesn't align with actually the things that they're doing. But I also, but I also one, one, one thing real quick. I also challenge the ideas of things that we accepted as accurate measurements. For instance, the idea of proficiency, the idea of grade levels. I challenge all that shit because I believe that all of it has to do with you the idea of painting. Doctor Benson, no sir, I'm not gonna let you do that. I mean, look, I'm not gonna let you, you do that. Like, like, no, I get. Listen, if you're going after, if you're going after like the corporate test or whatever, look, I that is what it is. I ain't even talking about a test. I'm talking about I see kids that cannot read. I'm talking yeah. about I see kids and, and I put something in front of them and they cannot read, fam. Like you, that's, you, that's what I'm talking about. And then if you if you seven if you 17 years old, 18 years old, and then you go into a restaurant to get a job and you can't read the goddamn application, then what's next for you? You are gonna commit crime. You are gonna get it. You're gonna get it how you live. That's what you're gonna do. Fair enough. But 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 here but here but here's the thing. One, I'm not gonna say that does not that doesn't happen, right? Okay. I'm not gonna say that. What I'm saying is the beauty of part of public schools is that the beauty of it is is that whoever that neighborhood sends them, mm -hmm. it's their job to educate. Now, but they haven't been. Hold on a second. What kids yeah. get from that school space? Yeah, hey, kids might come and every, if anybody's been teaching, you understand that certain kids come to certain classes, go to go to the buildings for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So right. the idea was in the idea of some kids that don't, some kids listen. Like for instance, my, my my wife, she graduated. She went to a tech school and was outside of Canada, but she graduated without knowing how to multiply. Right? Um, it wasn't a cam. It wasn't a Camden school. It was a Pentec. She graduated without knowing how to multiply basic time. And that, and that's and that's and that's 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 criminal. Go ahead. Yeah. 
That's some criminal what I'm saying shit. Is, but, but, but what I'm saying is, now why? Because their support at home wasn't there. So now what we're doing is, so now what's, now what's happening is, what's happening is that now because there are some, and, and, and that support at home, I believe, is a result of a lot of policy, economic, and social decisions that were made, that were made by government, right? That now, because kids go to these spaces, now schools have been charged to take on a responsibility for which they have not been adequately, uh, adequately, um, adequately uh, uh, provided, uh, Shit, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. To, 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 to bridge, you know what I mean? I, I get what you're saying, but like in the same, I, I think you made my point though, right? Like you just talked about what the government has done to us, to our people, right? And then in the same breath, right? It's like, but this is the beautiful thing about public schools. Like the same yeah. government that gave me crack and the same government that put my parents in jail, the same government that I grew up on that FDIC, like the same government that I ate that shit with, right? Like these are the same people that's providing that same education. And here's the thing, bro. My parents wasn't there. Like my parents was mm-hmm. fucked up, like really, really fucked up in the game right but i still left school but i still i still like this is what i'm saying man i went to 11 elementary schools it was the only reason i did okay bro it was one of these little rinky dink schools in kentucky bro it was i it was it was a crazy school but then that's rural it was it was it was kind of it's like middle rural like it's the black area of paducah right but like but damn miss hawkins made sure i could read man like you know what i'm saying so i just think that i hear what you're saying but when we talk about like this democratic thing and all this and this democratic process, bro, it's tough for me because one, we talking about an industry that's mostly white women, bro. Like we talking about an industry that of people that don't fuck with me. We talking about a people, an industry. Listen, I, we, me and you, like, are educated people. All three of us are educated folks. Probably got good jobs, well upstanding people, bro. But them people scared of me, man. Like they scared of you, like with the bald head, bro. Like they scared of Ray. Ray a big dude. You feel me? And when I when I, when you say I weigh ten pounds more than you, when you but you bigger than me. Calm down. So what 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 I'm saying though, bro, is like when you talk about the Democratic, it's way harder in Oakland. It's way harder to shut down a traditional public school than it is to shut down a charter school. Them them schools come up for renewal every five years. And guess uh-huh. what, bro? When they trash, bro, some of them got to go away. You know what's name? I said that's that's something I don't I don't like a, like a charter code charter schools closed and what's name to make way for the corporate charters. No, right? no, no, I'm just saying no, no. If, if, saying, if I'm saying, but, not, I don't I don't celebrate. But one, I, I I really we've accepted certain ideas as 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 factual. I don't what kind of ideas? What, what ideas? What, yeah, tell me what we accept. I think the right idea. Is. I think the idea that a school itself needs to be closed because of deficiencies, I think that's ridiculous. And I don't, I don't Why? Why? Yeah. Because if you know, like, for instance, like, if you know, if, like, for instance, like, in New Jersey, all the, all the public school teachers have the same certification in urban schools as they do in suburban schools they had a lot of money. Right. The same yep. certification, we all got the same ones. So you mean to tell me that when, 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 when teachers drive into Camden City limits, all of a sudden they get shit? All of a sudden they're nope. terrible? Like, no, no, that's not, to, no. all the same qualifications. And that's not true. That's not true, Keith. Let me stop. Let me stop you, Doctor Ben. It is true. And, and I understand the certification piece, but yeah. if I got a, if I got a, if I got a teacher coming out of out of Rutgers University, then I'm gonna take that teacher over taking a teacher from Bloomsville. No disrespect to them. Say that again. If I have a teacher that's coming out of Rutgers University, yeah, I'm probably gonna give more credence to that teacher than I would a teacher that's coming out of Bloomsville. I imagine that that happens, but I imagine that that happens, but one that doesn't make it, that, that that sort of prejudice doesn't make one better than the other. And I would venture to say that Bloomfield has more minorities than Rutgers does percentage wise. So you probably be giving short shrift to minority teachers because of where they went to school. But I will also come back to this, that if you recognize that, that, that if we all had a certain same certifications, and we all have the same sort of state-mandated curriculum that we have to deliver. What's the difference? The only difference is teacher to teacher is who's walking through those doors. So I don't think that's, I don't think that's the only difference. But go ahead. I, I, but I'll let you finish. I don't think that's the only difference. If we understand, if we understand that most minority teachers actually do teach in the urban areas, uh-huh. like mine, right? If you're closing these schools, what has happened is you're going to see a ratcheting of up of more white teachers coming in. Which sounds crazy to me that, that folks... Bro, that, that didn't just start happening, right. Dr. Benson. That, that, that happened when Brown versus Board happened. It did. It did. That was, a, that was the single biggest blow to black education True. ever. True. But subsequent to that, right, and, 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 Brown, and, and the Brown v. Board, what's the name? I think 
certainly certainly it impacted regions more than others. So like the impact that it might have on, on black educators down south and in the Midwest might have been a lot might have might have been might have been felt a lot more. But I know I know certain times like in the eighties eighties up until like the two thousands, a lot of black teachers worked in Kansas City schools. It wasn't until the Ed Reform movement that took place with No Child Left Behind, you started seeing a lot of those folks either get eviscerated. Like in fact, yeah. since twenty thirteen, yeah. since twenty thirteen yeah. to twenty eighteen. So yeah. it was 2013 to 2018, 60% of the, of the layoffs that happened here were black teachers. But, and you, and the, but what, to take it one step further, and I'm not disagreeing with you, I think that we actually agree on this point. Because what, what, what states will do, they'll change certification requirements, yep. right? Yep. And they'll yep. change those requirements so that they more cater to people that are not black. So like, I, I, I agree with you. But in Jersey, I think it's a little bit different because in Jersey, I think it's a GPA and a, a test score association, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Exactly so, right. but I want I want to I want to jump into this whole billionaire thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I posed the question to you on Twitter, and I don't know if you saw it or not, right? You seem yep. to have a great love for your community, and 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 I I adore, for lack of a better term, that passion that you have, right? So, if a billionaire came to you with a million dollars and said, "Hey, here, here's a blank check." You do whatever you need to do in order to change Camden the way that you want to change Camden. You're not taking that money because of your integrity? Of course I would. Okay. But that's cool. I I I mean I I think that's the but I think that's the right question, right? And I think that like yeah, I, I have something on the other topic, but I know you want to stay here, so I'm a, I'm a because I wanted to say something about that, but go ahead. I, but no, go I, ahead, Troy. No, say, say, no, I guess I I, I I I just the thing that I just wanted to like there's this thing, man, just around, and this is what I got so frustrated in my doctorate program, man, and it, which was a lot of like, it was just an interesting experience, right? But yeah. it was a lot of folks talking about, well, we got to end poverty, we got to end this, we got to end that, and we got to end racism. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yes, of course. Yeah, duh, right? Like, but if my free, listen, man, if my success fully has to hinge on white people not being racist tomorrow, I don't want, I, let's just quit this game right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's just not realistic right if you can keep telling me the reasons why kids not getting educated here as opposed to going in and teaching man like that's a little bit rough bro so some schools do need to be closed down I don't agree with just mass shutting down schools or whatever the case is right but I have seen schools and I've been like yo that gotta go like that that just ain't it and they need to convert it into lofts so <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I, in Oakland, you kind of need to, man. We need some housing for some people, man, because we're losing but, all our black so, people. It's so expensive fellas, here. So let's let's think about this, right? Yeah. So we both we we've all been in the hood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all grew up in in urban areas. Some of these schools, public schools, have failed generations of our Absolutely. people. Absolutely, right? And they still stand. They hear every year. The same middle-class white women are going into these schools every day, driving into Camden because none of them live there. Of course, true. Right? I mean, Camden changed. They, they might live there now. Cam, Camden, Camden on the come up like Oakland and Detroit, baby. They, they might be there now. I don't they know. Ain't there yet, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Not there yet. So how, how are you addressing that, man, it's especially in your position, Dr. Yeah. Best? So there's been, a, there's, there's been a push um, to try and do what we can do to get more uh, – get more um, teachers to reflect our population. We're about 50% black and about 50% uh, Latino. Um, and, 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 you know, we try in, in terms of hiring. I think there might be, I think now we have new leadership down in the district. I think they, they have the same, you know, idea um, to try and match that, that, that hiring. But ultimately, here's one thing I saw in New Jersey, what did happen. And I, I, I think I tweeted to you. One, when I come back to the idea of proficiency and achievement, and, it, and it's measured all by the assessments, not even report cards no more. As okay. a dad, I never asked my – in fact, I opt my, my daughter out of those tests for, for a while, and she just wanted to try it. But I never asked her about what grades she got on her standardized test because I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? I care about her grades and that sort of stuff. Um, but the idea this way, and this actually took place, New Jersey had the HESPA up until like 2015. Yeah. And – for a while, our students was doing terrible in it. But what you start seeing is that once teachers become familiar actually how to teach these certain questions to students, over time, you see progress. And our students started doing well, and they took, they said, you know what, the test was too easy, yanked the test, <laughs> and brought in Common Core and the Park test. They do that at every state. 
What I'm, exactly. Because the idea is not to actually indicate whether there's a problem or not. The idea is to show that a problem is here. Why? Because capitalism uh, is, is, is bleeding into our education policy. And it's begun, it's begun to take over the way we understand what educational achievement looks like to the point now where people are, aren't even paying attention to, to the education, I mean, education, to the report cards and the grades that they used to. So, so you know what, you know, but, but here's my pushback against that, right? Listen, an, article, an article just came out in, a, in the New York Times and they talked about grade inflation, right? And so they did a comparative analysis between grade inflation and uh, levels of proficiency on standardized tests. So you had kids that were in these schools in our neighborhoods that were legit getting 94s, 95s, 96s, but 2% of the school was proficient. This is some kind of disconnect there. You're talking about on assessment. Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about the grades. So the report card grades that they're bringing home is 94s, 95s. Yeah, but 2% are proficient. But 2% are proficient on state assessments. That, that's right, a, so, bang, so, so, so now, here's what we're talking about, higher-level stuff. Yeah. If we look at language, right, language is, for, for lack of a better term, coding. Okay. So if you don't speak in a certain type of code, and I looked at my, some of my daughter's questions, and we're saying, because she brought home some part questions for her homework. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I'm having with a doctor have a hard time at, deciphering, like, yo, what are they asking me? And this is somebody who's really educated. Right. And I, I, when I figured it out, I'd be like, Nadine, this is what they're asking. And just reword it. She's like, oh, here's, what, here's what's the name. She's going to answer a certain question. The, the, the verbiage and the language that are, code that, that, that are given to our students to answer questions on certain tests are not what they're familiar with edu- in terms of communicating. Absolutely. So it's a, and we know about the bias. I know about the racial bias. I know the bias, right? Like in, in that piece, right? And I get that. And, yeah. and, and, and my thing is, and let's even take, let's take English out. Let's take the language out, right? Yeah. Like, like I want my kid to understand how to do math. And like, yeah. I want, and I'm talking about like, I'm talking, I'm, I'm not even talking about looking at test scores that, of, of kids. Yeah. I'm talking about going into schools where kids can't read, bro. I'm talking about going into schools and in the fifth grade, like, I need you to stand up and read this, bruh, and, like, bruh can't read it. I'm seeing that in middle school. I'm seeing that in high school, and a lot of them counts as my friends, and I got real lucky at that little country bunking, little black school in the country, right? Like, because that's just what they beat into our heads, right? But I'm just saying, man, like, like this this, this, this the thing, bruh, because people are going to look at this, and it's going to be like – this, the, the reform folks and the anti-reform folks, right? And we just did a show to, that said air reform is dead. Like, whatever whatever you call it, whatever it is, right? Like, we not the people that can opt in and out of this, dog. Like, yeah, our people, okay. wherever you stand on this, you as well, our people are tied to this stuff, regardless of what the new phase is or whatever the case is. If you do got a whole bunch of money, man, and you trying to spend it willy-nilly, but, hey, I take that and do what I can with my people, man. Because, look, I'm looking at this in a sense of, this shit saved my life. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I got to a place where I didn't even expect to learn in schools. School became to me the gateway to get to something else, right? It's like the key to let me in, right? So I left high school. I had a 383 GPA. I got, I was remedial everything at the state school at Cal State Haven. You feel me? Like, same. I can but, tell you that shit was it. If they gave you a three point eight, I already know that was inflated. Oh my god, <laughs> shut up! Right, so so, but you see, what I'm saying like so, but but I had to. I looked at school like a hustle, though, right? It's like you know what? This ain't really about who the smartest. This is about who can make these teachers feel the best and who can like get to the next level, right? Like in college, I don't like I I, I will always give my church, my barbershop, my my boys and girls club, and the donut shop way more credit, and and honestly, the dope fiends on the street and people in my family more credit for actually educating me and teaching mm-hmm. me things than I will at my school. But if that school apparatus, if me going to college is the thing that's helping change the trajectory of my parents, bro, like, like I just helped my parents buy a house in the Midwest, bro. Like, like I, I hear all this other stuff and I get that, bro. I don't give a damn what nobody got to say. Like, if I can take care of my, my mama, man, like I used to eat food off of drug money, not me. Cause I'm a square. I work hard to be a square. I'm, 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 I'm really square. But like my dad, like, you know, when he wasn't smoking this shit, like he sold, bro. Like that's what we ate off of. So all I'm saying is, man, is with folks like us, because it should be way more of us, but it ain't, and but it's more coming, right? No, bro, don't, I, be I, on my, don't come on my podcast on my podcast snitching. I'm not with you. I'm not snitching, bro. I'm asking. I'm asking, right? Because I think they're. You I just think, told on your dad, bro. Oh, he he. Oh, bro, he he. All right, he good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he he straight. Uh, he'll be fine. Uh, but what I'm saying is, bro, it's like, see, you be throwing off people's trains of thoughts when you do that shit. Um. But what I'm what I'm saying is, bro, two things can happen at once, bro. 
definitely want to make sure that we end in poverty. Definitely want to make sure we attack racist systems. Definitely want to make sure that my people are doing what they need to do. And at the same time, bro, how are we helping rescue people in these buildings? Whether it's a failing public, traditional, uh, public charter, mm. whatever, bro. Like it, I- things have to work in concert, man. Like they got to work in concert because but- some people that I'm thinking about ain't got time for us to get that shit right because we ain't got it right in the last 60, 70, 80 years. It's not going to- away tomorrow. You got time to think about their houses? And where they sleep at night? I, I think about it all the time. I, I, I think about it because I lived it, bro. Four shelters is what I lived in. Before, before, before we get there, before we get there, uh, I want to talk about this animus that you have towards corporate charter schools yes. because you're not the only one. Like, I have friends that are in my inner circle. I have frat brothers that they come at me so super hard about charter schools because of the corporate uh, the corporate response. So, like, what what exactly are they doing that you're like yo it's like a corporate takeover urban districts like they one understand these corporate charters like like the kips and what's the name new school venture fund they have investors there's people who put up money hedge fund hedge fund managers invest money in the expensive charter schools and in corporate charter schools there's mm-hmm. folks who they they profit off of closing neighborhood schools and what they do is boom they'll do They'll donate a lot of money to school board members. I know that shit has happened a lot in Oakland. But it and the union and the union and the union got they put money behind their candidates too. But yeah, that's just you, that's just the yeah. game of politics. Hold on, the amount of money that these folks, these different foundations, are able to bear is the union can the union can't come close to that, bro. Well, but one is you rules, right? No, no, there. one is rules. One the is union. rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is rules, right? So around how much you can give, bro. But like we, but we say that like people don't get donations from like entities, bro. Like the same way. So, so, so keep, keep, keep. You think you do? You think? And I, I need for you to be vocal about this. So I'm gonna yes. put you on the spot. Yeah. You think Jersey Jasmine, yeah. Diane Ravage, Randy Weingarten, Diane. they not in the pockets of billionaires? So I, I think Randy Weingarten is terrible. Okay, right? because I think she's That's too. I think I think she's too cozy with neoliberalism, which I hate. Okay, Diane Ravage was a school reformer. She wasn't ever reformed, but like like twenty years ago, she would have been high fiving a lot of folks at these like the Howard Fools of the world. She would have been high fiving. What's the name about? Yeah, what you saying is right. So you don't think she changed the her changing her decision to not be an ed reformer anymore, right? You yeah. don't think she ran out of the bag? One, I one. I don't know Diane Ravage, so I so I don't know. So I'm, the best answer I can give is I don't know okay. where her money That's comes fair. from. I do know I do know she was the maybe assistant secretary of education. You know what I mean? So maybe money might have been an issue, maybe not. But I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay. I know Jersey Jazz man. He's a he's a quantitative researcher. Mm-hmm. So as far as I brought, I, know, I brought him in here because I know you know him. Yeah. As far as as far as I know, I don't know whether he's making money at all, but just outside of doing his research, like like a lot of people. You know what I mean? Who are who are in the doc the, the, the doc program? They publish they publish stuff that they're just researching on their own. You don't get paid at all doing that shit. Um, mm-hmm. But back to the corporate stuff. But when when those schools get established, right? Mm-hmm. They get something by taking shit away from other people. So my thing is that I, how would it be? How would you feel like if I came in your backyard in order for me to gain, in order for me to have this six figure check? Mm-hmm. You're you and your community had to do without something that you care about. Okay. I have a problem with that. Like I would never ask, I would never ask for me to gain, for, for me to gain for y'all to suffer. And I feel like the folks that take up that corporate charter model and that, that mantra have no problem doing it. The problem I have with with uh with Brother El Mecki, I told him, I said, yo, here's how mastery got into Camden. Here's how the school you work for, this is how they got here. You have nothing to say about it. Okay, so let me let me let me let me ask you let me ask you this though, right? Yeah. So if you if you work if you're working within a system, right? So like if, if I was working for a corporate charter, right? Yes. And then at the end of the day, I gotta feed my kids, See? right? Yep. And I'm talking to you, and you're saying to me, "Hey, this is happening," but then you want me to go on record to say something that could possibly stop me from being able to feed my kids. Like that's that's like that that's that's, 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 where, your, that's, that's where your principles that's where your principles and integrity kick in. Like but, for, one, so, yeah. for one for one thing, like for one, if anything hurts your community, right? Mm-hmm. Not your job. If anything hurts your community, I'm telling you, I just know y'all for we've been on here for like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Someone someone hurts your community, I'm I'm my my sort of knee-jerk reaction is I'm against it from the rip. Like, because you care about your community and this thing happens that's hurting you and your community, I don't like it already. 
So which keep- I did. I'm gonna just go past it because. I'm earning a check by that's some bullshit. We well, got so keep, so keep, and, and 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 Sharif can speak for herself, but but uh, what I what I because I think he'd have his own answers on that. But like, but that means that you agree with me. Then that means that you agree that some of these schools, traditional charter, or otherwise, need to close because a lot of them are hurting our community. That means no, that and, I don't agree with that. I, I, Wait, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, 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 you want, so so what you're saying? What you're saying Wait. to me? What you're saying to us is that a traditional public public school can suck to high hell. But because the because the neighborhood that you're in and the people that are in the neighborhood that you're in love that school, it should stay open. That's bullshit. Mm. Well, I'm, not even, I'm not even saying they love that school. What I'm saying is I'm saying that school is doing active harm. I'm talking about schools where they are arresting kindergartners. I'm talking about schools you putting a first grader in cuffs, fam. Like I, I worked at the district. I worked in the I worked in the superintendent's office at the district. Yeah. Bro. Like I saw this, and then we talk about like this. Is the thing that I just got issues with the hypo- with the hypocrisy, bro. Because people be like, and I'm not talking about you. I'm saying because I ain't heard you say this but people be like yo these charters they cherry pick they pick and choose bro i was the person that got the emails from the principal saying i need to get these 17 students out of my school i need we got we got stuff coming around i need to get them up out of my school like i know the process that goes to get a kid into a continuation school so like when these people are saying like we don't we take whoever we do this we do that it's like you out like you one you lying like so my thing is and a lot of it's a byproduct. Like what you just described, it's a byproduct of policy. Like, I'm not, like if your school, if your school don't make certain numbers, boy, it's a fact. If your school don't make certain numbers, your school will get taken over. You, you that's said, bad law. You just said, you just said, byproduct of of the job don't matter, right? You just said yeah. that if it's hurting and harming the community, right? The yeah. other shit is irrelevant. Like it don't matter, right? Like if you yeah. know that you about to get rid of them kids, like you know what I'm saying, and like just to make your shit look better so you can keep your that's job. Terrible. That, that You know what I'm saying? But the other thing I wanted to say is, because you brought up two names, uh, people that I actually do, like, love, bro. Like, like yeah. and Howard. Like, I've spent time yes. with these men. I, I, I love, I love yo, these people. Yo, bro. Tell you, wait, yo. Wait, I love these people, right? Like, when I talk, when I, yeah. when you talk about Howard Fuller, right? Like, and this is the other thing, bro. It's people, like, it's some people that, even if I don't agree with them, it's just a level of respect that they got for me, bro. Like, if you got to sit with, with like, in the battle of the bullet, bro, and heard that speech live, bro, or you was with Derek Bell and y'all was writing together, bro. Like, it's just certain levels of respect that I got for people, man. Like, the, the thing that I'm saying is this, because it's people on the other side of the shit that I don't agree with, but I know they actually love kids. We just go about it a different way. I, I can't. And I think I, I think you're one of them. Person. I think I think I think he was one of them. Like it, it sounds like it to me too, I, I right? Think he's one of them. It sounds like it to me too, right? And I think that after this, he'll be like, I feel like them brothers is passionate. I don't know what you're gonna say after this, but whatever, right? But like, I feel like if but with Sharif and Howard, there there's no bone in me that's like, oh, them they don't do whatever they need to do for kids. Like they making sure kids are learning. And that's I think that, there's more that, to that's them. important. That's I'm I'm like, like, I, I hear you. It is, but at the same time, bro, some people are trying to save motherfuckers today, man. Like, it's, I think it's a both and. I don't think it's an or. I think, listen, to build a damn, bro, you got to have somebody that's working in the water, bro, and somebody that's working to build that bridge, man. And I'm just saying, like, we got to figure out a way. If we those people, bro, if we some people that got some access, man, and is really in these communities or whatever, like, what I don't. I don't, at the end of the day, bro, I don't care about the billionaire on, on, on the reform side, and I don't care about the union leader on that side, bro. I really don't. I'm just keeping it a whole bunch. And we need to, we, uh, uh, but that needs to be the focus. The focus needs to be the kids. That's my thing. My go thing, ahead, the, focus, the focus, all right, so, so, I, so I said at the very beginning, I'm a, I'm a union president in Canada. You not heard me mention no union, nothing. No, no, You're I, right. I, I, I was just yeah. making a point. I was just making yeah, a larger yeah. point. I don't, so, I, I, so, I don't so care about that. I feel like it's like we need to focus on the kids. Some yep. people do that, but I'm saying like the, 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 when you focus on the kids, like you're really like, like you're missed, like folks. And I think it's, I, I'm a, I think the argument is, has been sort of really narrowed to the extent that we're missing big picture. What it is we're looking at? I had, I, I, I said, I have a problem only with the corporate charge because they take something in order for them, for, in order for them to actually profit and make some money. That's what I find a problem with. The problem I have with those two gentlemen is that they never call that out. Like, how is it? And it's brought to your attention. It's one thing to be like, yo, I didn't realize that. You know what I mean? But the other thing is like, yo, these things happen. Eli Broad is a real estate developer. He's a developer putting billions and millions of dollars in urban education all across the country. You know what he put more money in? You know what he puts more money in? Because I'm in that field. Healthcare, right? Like his name is on hospitals. New, too. New. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in but, but I'm just saying, like, you saying like, like districts take billionaire money too. I'm just telling you, Ram. Like, I work, I'm on the board of UCSF Benioff Hospitals. Mm-hmm. Mark Benioff, super billionaire. Cool dude too, whatever, right? But mm-hmm. 
we depend on his money at the district, fam. Like, we depend on that bread. So is it only bad when they giving money to charters? Or is it bad when, like, like is it bad when they give money at all, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, when we dig deep on any of these topics, bro, it's a fucking billionaire somewhere. The Absolutely. house that I live in right now, That's bro. Awesome. This the house that I live in, like the apartment building, bro. The motherfuckers is rich. That when I get all the way to the top of it, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I, that's 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 just my thing, man. It's just like, when is the billionaire money bad? Is it bad when it's doing some shit that I don't like, or is it it's bad? bad it hurts your community. It's bad. I, when it's and, your and, and, and so and so so if we got a, if we have a tradition of schools that have harmed. I'm not saying all public schools harm kids. Yeah, yeah. We, I see them, bro. I see them do harm. I see it. And you say, like, don't close that school down. Yeah. But listen, bro, like, you got to look at where parents are choosing here now, right? Now we yes. have a different conversation. That's so the next segue. If you put two options, right? And then yeah. parents is like, look, I want to, this is, let me tell you what happened when I was in West Oakland, right? And I was doing this work. So we yeah. was talking about the elementary school that I went to. And we was like, look, this, the, like, the enrollment's low. And this is how many people proficient. And this is what's going on. And then it was like, oh, man, this is a part of abuse happened. This happened. This happened. And then in public, right? Because these white folks would come down the hill and sit in these meetings and, like, shame people. And they'll start talking about neoliberal shit. And a lot of people are like, what you talking about? That shit is real. I feel, well, let me finish, right? So then it's like, so you shaming these black parents that's like, look, man, my kids ain't safe here and you don't want them coming up the hill to you. You keep talking to me about neighborhood school. So then, boom, Kip says, we about to open up another school. So then in public, these parents are like, I don't want that school. No, 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 no charter, no charter. And then after the meeting, wait a second, after the meeting, bro, every meeting, after the meeting, I had a, I had black parents, bro, hit me on my cell, text me, hey man, how can I get my kid over there? Help me do this or whatever. Right? I'm like, look, we can. This the plan to kind of save this school. This is what we need. You know what I'm saying? But this is what that process is. I'm just telling you, like the real life day to day. Like nobody is making these parents choose X. Like I, I just feel like this is where right. I get upset. This is where I get upset, right? And this is where I think I felt it a little bit when I saw your message, right? Because I love my community, man. I can't tell a parent what they should do with their kid. Where I get upset, though, bro, is, like, we act like these people are making parents choose this over here. Like, parents are saying, I They're want not. And I what want I'm this. In most I'm, cases, just saying, just, I'm just saying, like, ain't it kind of disrespectful if a white person who goes to great schools, bro, great traditional public schools, that's competing with private schools? Like, we got a bunch of blue ribbon schools in Oakland, too, that a lot of people don't know about, right? Like, we got some great schools. But they don't want your black ass kid next to theirs, man. That's why they hit you with this neighborhood stuff. And I'm just saying that's a problem for me. If you come down off the perch when you got a choice between that traditional school and that private school and you already a millionaire versus just being in a trap that's trying to get something new. Uh, Tell me me I'm not making sense, though, Keith. I hear hear what you're saying. But the reality, the reality where I am, where a lot of folks are specifically here is that that concept of choice that you're talking about is not choice. It's been taken away because our school's been closed. And it, But it's been taken away before charters was here, bro, in the 80s, bro. When I was in school in the 90s, bro, where there were no charters here. There were none, right? And that schools were still bad. Schools were still bad in the area. Terrible. These schools didn't get bad because charters got here. So, Keith, should and yo, I... And yo. No, no, Keith, should Keith, I have wait. to stand at school, though, Keith? Like, real talk, should I, ha- should I have had to stand there? Should my mother have been threatened with jail for trying to move me to a better school, bro? No, no. Th- yo, Keith, Keith, this is not going to be a union soundbite for your next re-election campaign either, sir. We're going to get to some honest truth I'll here. Honestly. <laughs> so, so, even with these corporate charter schools that are coming into play, right? Yeah. Yep. At the end of the day, yeah. right, a neighborhood school you see their results. A corporate charter school, they show you their results. Yeah. And then a parent, just like yourself, just like me, because my child is in my charter school, right? Yeah. I have to then make a decision, an informed decision, weighing both options of what is going to be the best outcome for my kid, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the last thing that I want when I make that decision is anybody shaming me or making me feel a way about doing what's best for my kid. Never do. Right? And so I feel like that's that's what we have to get to a point of. Our understanding on, and I, and I, what I was saying, when I, when I actually have conversations, I actually have these conversations about these sort of things, I yeah. say that a lot of things, we the way we understand quote unquote good schools is through what I call white eyes. So what I mean white eyes is that they were able to set a definition of what, this is what a good school would yield, right? Okay. And what it yields is pri- primarily is around focusing around quantitative stuff, rates, scores, and so forth. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that, I don't think that's true at all. 
like at all. Um, but the, back to the back to brother idea that about about the choice of a parent wants to send their school work, send their kid. If there's a choice there and it's real true and it's genuine, that's one thing. But my thing is that what, what we've seen a lot of is that the choice is being taken away and being called choice. You can't close our school in Molina in, in North Camden and when it's Raphael Molina, and then next year open it up as Mastery Molina and then call that choice and say parents want to send any kids there. And that's what's happening because there's money involved. And that's the thing. Like, I'm, like, I'm not but talking here's about... What, but here's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm giving you an example where there's a, there are two schools yeah. from each other. The school building's still there, dog, and they had choices, and motherfuckers chose left versus right. Like, this is what I, I'm, I'm not... I hear what you're saying. But I then also, but, but then also, but to take it one step further, right? So I haven't really talked about me because I'm facilitating. But I was at... I was a principal at a charter school in New York, and it was a co-located building, right? Yep. Yep. And so on the top floor, we're on the top floor, and my kids are moving a certain kind of way in uniform, whatever, right? Then you got the kids that are downstairs that are in the same neighborhoods as my kids, right? Mm -hmm. And they behave differently because there was no structure. There was, you know, there weren't the things in place and whatnot, in my opinion, for them to be successful. So it wasn't like they didn't have the access or they didn't have the resources. It was just the, the principal downstairs made the choice or or was constrained by the teachers' union to not be able to do certain things. And I'm not calling out teachers' unions or whatever. Yeah. I was a former building rep. They deserve criticism on certain things. And so, a lot. And so, yeah. And so, you know, for me, when I, when, I, when, I see, when I see the tale of two stories, I start to think about Kazole. And I start to think about, you know, I start to think about savage inequalities, you know? And I want all kids to have access to a good education. So how, how so moving forward, how can we get there? And we're, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. So but think, how, can, how can we get there? I think one thing is really what's really been happening a lot in this current reform movement is that the idea that parents are consumers. Commu uh, our schools, our public schools are supposed to be community spaces where if you have a problem with certain things, they're supposed to be accountable to the public. But they're but, not, bro. But, but, but what's happening is parents have, because of economic reason and things like that on the side had they've, they've been separated from that, that, that sort of link and, and level of support. So pr prime example, my daughter went to a school, uh, Cooper's point. It was called a failing. It was called labeled failing school. I didn't give a fuck. Um, she went to Cooper's point. And when there were problems that did emerge, we was up there like, yo, we got a problem with this teacher. I heard this teacher said X, Y, and Z, and yada, yada. Not so much for my child, but for the fact that if she said it's in a classroom with 20 some other kids, 20 other kids were negatively impacted by that as well. Thus, 20 other kids can be positively impacted if we engage. What's happened is over the course of the last couple of decades, again, because money has a lot to do with it, how, how much folks get paid has a lot to do with all sorts of stuff. We've been, our community has been uh, sort of pushed aside from, uh, from our engagement of our public schools and making them what it is we want them to be. So what's happening is like folks just leaning back when shit's going wrong and we call that school fail. Like, no, there's a way that we're saying to get the public engaged, to get your public school in your neighborhood to be exactly the way that you want it to be. And that's what's been missing. But it's been happening for- I don't disagree with that. But it's been happening for 60 years. Come on, bro. You know you know this just like we know, Keith. Like, you know that these schools, like before these charter schools came, they were still bad, bro. Like, listen, man, the can poverty is the cancer. Like yes. not not these schools, not these choice, but I think I think that traditional schools is, is is one form of medicine, and I think charter schools is one form, private school or whatever. But I, the same way, churches and charities and all this stuff, but it's all just little like it's all just bits of medicine that help you deal with the cancer that's still killing you, right? And we ain't figured out a cure for cancer yet, right? It ain't coming tomorrow. But damn, how do I alleviate this pain today, bro? Do I take this? Do I take this corporate medicine or do I smoke weed, right? Like like I just feel like. Like, I just want to be very clear on what I believe. And, and, weed, is, weed is corporate. Well, it is now. It is now. And we can have a whole episode about that, too, because my parents went to jail for that shit. Now it's people's rich off of it. So what, what, what I'm saying, like, here's what I believe, though, just for both of y'all, man. I believe that this shit is not set up for us to succeed in any of these cases, right? So give me the tools to at least have a fighting chance. I think that's one. I think, two, I think that, I, I think I got to do something about my temper a little bit. I, I just feel like I'm really passionate about this. And I think that there are things tied into my life that got tied up into that. Like I'm always down for the debate on shit. Right. But when it's like something that's attacking like my character and I know what I can't do and what I've been through on this shit. Right. It's just, it's a little bit different. And I do feel like people just talk spicy in these spaces. I think that's two. I think three, man. The other thing is 
when I started, when I joined the board for our hospital, bro, I ain't having, I had no idea that children's hospitals across the country closed down. Like, like I had no idea. Like I, I just wanted to like be a part of something. I was helping sick kids get better. And yeah. then I was like, oh shit, this is actually a business, right? Like the yeah. same way when I started working at the district, it's like, oh shit, like this is actually a business. Like we want this school to do this, bro. But trying to change something in the district is like trying to turn the Titanic at times. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is, is I think that there are good people that believe certain things about unions that are fucking with unions. And I think there are good people that's like, fuck that system. I'm going outside of it. I live in Oakland. I live in a place. I went to the same elementary school that Huey Newton went to. And in this book, bro, the first part of, of, of revolutionary suicide, the first line in part one is about how bad Oakland schools are. This is before charters was there. And they was like, fuck that. We about to feed our own and we're going to build our own schools. Mm-hmm. I'm just a person that doesn't believe like the goal should never be integration. Integration should be a means to get to, to, to education, bro. But like, I think that there's a lot of people, a lot of people that you might fuck with that I might know that think that the goal is once we get integration, things is going to be better, bro. And I'm just somebody that does not That's believe not that. Black I, hope you don't, I hope you don't think that, sir. I, I don't I don't I don't think that black brilliance is contingent on proximity to whiteness. You know what I'm saying? And so I just want to be very clear because we talked about a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, like people can go through and be like, well, this is at least what he said. Uh, but Ray, thanks for putting on this show, man, and having us. Uh, I want to say thank you before I before y'all did. Y'all I, I understand. But Dr. Benson, I know you got some finishing words, some, some final thoughts or whatever. But what I want to say prior to you getting to your final thoughts is that, man, I'm friending you on uh, on Twitter because I feel like in these spaces, we need to have people that don't agree 100 percent with the things that are going on so that we can push and challenge each other. We are African-American males in this space. And regardless of whatever side you're on, regardless of whatever side I'm on, I feel like we can always come to some kind of median um, to, to where we can do what's best for kids. So final thoughts, sir. Now, for one, I really appreciate you putting this together. Um, and it's very, it's very rare that, uh, that folks, particularly in, you know, with, I would say an opposing background, opposing side, um, would sit down and, and have a sort of, you know, conversation. Um, but like, I, 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 I think that the, the conversation is a lot more complex and nuanced for the interest of our community. Um, I feel like if we if, if we focus on just say you know we're gonna focus on students, we you know we we might be sort of missing out on larger things that are able to sort of get past us by sort of looking so you know so narrowly, um, and that's that's really largely my focus is actually try to find a way to protect our communities for folks particularly who don't make a whole lot of money and our the idea that our urban public schools are so terrible actually helps maintain their affordability and folks who don't have a whole lot of money be vulnerable as hell. So how do we protect them? And I feel like anything that attacks our public schools in the urban areas leaves our community members who don't make a whole lot of money extremely vulnerable. And they gotta be protected somehow, you know what I mean? So um, I feel like I might be like, I might've been wrong in, um, in coming out to that whole you know, feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like, I was like, man, I was like, yo, I was like, I don't even know, bro. And I was like, yo, first of all, if I was getting warm money, I don't even think I'd be on Twitter right now. I'd be in the Hamptons. <laughs> nah, but I'm not. But, but here, but here are the things that y'all say, like, my thing, but, but then also, but then also, we gotta be able to, the way I'm able to stand up and be like, yo, like, there's some shit that, some shit that, that's happened historically, some things that happen in the schools right now, that's fucked up, is fucked up. And some, some mechanism that the unions were doing before that's been fucked up, is fucked up. I'm just asking for the same side. Like when somebody points out, like, yo, I got real concerns about my neighborhood that's being killed and ravaged behind this whole redevelopment thing. And this, this corporate charter takeover of our schools is a part of it. Please, if you have the platform to say something, please say something. And when people don't, after I pointed out to them, that shit really made me mad. And I guess I was wrong for, like I said before, but putting it out there like that, but yeah. So I, I apologize. Man, bro, listen, Thank listen. Listen, that brother will. I'm sure that brother will will 100% have a conversation with you, and and you know we, we can take this over to, to our other podcast as well because I think that this spirited debate type conversation is what's needed in in ed reform and because ed reform is dead to us, right? Um, but it's needed in terms of getting our kids and our communities what they need, right? So, thank you both for being uh uh uh. Guests on the Edu Pierce podcast. Appreciate you both, and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys in the future. Thanks a lot, man. All right, peace.
So as you can see, we had a, a good discussion. Thank you all for the folks that stayed to the end. You are troopers. Um, but yeah, we, we had a, a bunch of points of contention, but I think overall, I think that we do care about, you know, um, black kids getting what they need. We just see different ways to do it. But we went there and we had we we had us some tough conversation. And I think that should happen more in this field. So hopefully you continue to listen to the podcast. Go check out Ray's podcast, the Pierce, And you can also hear more of my education podcast that talk about these things and more in depth on the Eight Black Hands podcast, which will be linked below. I right, have a good one.